Pete's Mistake and uh, Donald Trump's favourite talking head song to start the hour and a swamp. 60 minutes past eight's the full English breakfast show. How big is your television, Sarah? Oh, it's not big enough, apparently. Not big enough? Well, lots of people say, oh, you've got a small telly. Or oh, the kids do, anyway. Lots of people. That'll be, that'll be two people. Little consumerists. <laughs> uh, you've got a big one. Sorry, didn't say that came out completely wrong. Uh, do you have a big <laughs> television, Rob? <laughs> Uh, no, just a normal just size. A small, just, just a, a normal. <laughs> don't go there. Uh, <laughs> just a normal size one, thanks. Uh, front uh, first row seats at the movie theatre are typically the last ones to sell, says El Pais today. Uh, the experience, especially in the older theatres, is not very pleasant. You need to crane your neck to see the screen, and because you're too close to it, you can't even see the whole picture. But that uh, is all the main television manufacturers are now selling us the possibility of turning our living rooms into a screening room. There's a risk we might end up in the same uncomfortable front row position if we fail to consider how far from the TV set we're going to sit. Uh, the numbers are moving in opposite directions. On one hand, TV screens are getting bigger. Uh, sales trends are favouring even larger sizes. Uh, on the other hand, there's a trend towards even smaller homes. In Spain, for instance, the average size of new housing has been shrinking for years, according to the Public Works Ministry. In a country where 66% of the population lives in apartments, the average size dropped from 1.18 or 118.7 square metres uh, to 108.1 square metres in 2021. Uh, some manufacturers recommend for the screen to take up 40 degrees of the viewer's field of vision. In order to calculate the right distance, you need to multiply the television's inches by 3.04 in order to obtain the distance in centimetres. So if it's a 55-inch TV, that's 1.7 metres for a 65-inch TV. The right distance is 2 metres. Now, optimistrits, optimist. <laughs> optimetrists, Being optimistic about it. optimetrists <laughs> explain that when our heads are still, our eyes move quickly and comfortably, but if the image we're looking at takes up more than 30 degrees of width in our field of vision, it will make us move our heads. If you buy a really large television and look at it from a short distance, you will have to move your head more to see the whole image. The eye's circadic movements, rapid shifts of gaze, will be more intense and more uncomfortable. Uh, this could lead to neck and back problems. Uh, these repetitive movements and anomalous sitting positions could create discomfort later, requiring help from specialists in ophthalmology or traumatology. Experts also know that watching a loss of television can cause other types of discomfort, such as dry or itchy eyes and blurry vision. The only time, and it was quite recently, I thought I'd like a big teddy was because I can't read the questions on Pointless. You'll get square eyes, you will. <laughs> no, I don't watch much telly, but no, I did, I did notice it the other day. I guess if you had a bigger telly, the questions would be bigger, wouldn't they? You'd be able to see it from Can't you zoom, zoom in on your TV? You can make... You can make zoom? Yeah, you can make How can you do that? There's a zoom button. You can make the picture bigger. I can't do that. Can't you? No, I yeah. think it's quite old-fashioned, mine. You obviously haven't got a Sony, then. No, I don't. <laughs> Got an LG something. LG? Is it LG? Yeah. Life is good. Mm. Looks good. It <laughs> looks good too. Yeah, okay. Well, I suppose if you if you want a really big television, you've got to have a really big room. True. Yeah. Yeah. I'm quite happy with our normal size television. Do you just have one television? No, I've got two. Oh! Two television family. I don't watch the other one much. Okay. There's good. never a thing on, anything on. Did you have a telly in your bedroom as a kid? No, then? Oh, no, no, that was yeah, yeah, not. That's a definite no, no. Had to used to ask permission to borrow the black and white TV, which had a coat hanger <laughs> as an aerial. Can I borrow the TV? 
Oh, only for an hour. So what would you borrow it to watch then? What was? Oh, I can't remember Top of the Pops or whatever. <laughs> well, your, your parents didn't watch Top of the Pops. They, well, I mean, they did, but my dad would spend the whole of it sort of shouting Grunting. at the screen. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> my grandfather would do that. Look at that long-haired layabout. Yeah. What's he think he Why is? Why don't they wear suits like they used to? <laughs> Look at those shoes. <laughs> What's God, I'm surprised he doesn't fall over. <laughs> it's t- 20 past eight. And now it's time for Woofer of the Week on 106.5 Riviera Radio. Dawn Howard is here with Woofer of the Week. Any good news to report this week, Dawn? Uh, I don't want to jinx it, actually. There has been some interest in last week's lovely little silver, but it hasn't all been signed and sealed. So let's not jinx it. Let's, let's wait and see, and hopefully I might have some good news for you next week. Silver was lovely, as I said on air. I felt quite tempted, but I don't think uh, he could manage the stairs at our place. Uh... No, no, no. That's the thing, isn't it? And maybe not the cat either. <laughs> I thought you said he liked cats. Well, he might, but your cat might not. I don't know. Our oh, cat's a pushover. Right, what have we got this week then? Today, we've got a spaniel-type dog looking for a good new home. Lolly is her name. I like that name, Lolly. She's very playful and sociable. She's a medium-sized dog. Uh, She's one of these dogs that has brown dots for eyebrows and floppy ears. She needs owners who are around and a fenced garden would be really nice too. She loves walks in the forest and she really needs humans who are happy to walk with her. Lolly is chipped, sterilised and vaccinated. And to find out more, contact the Refuge in Antibes. You can email them. This is all one word, refugedouflo at free.fr. And you can also call them on 04 9 Lolly? Lolly. Do you think I can get away with cold as ice? Yes, ice lolly is where I was thinking too, yes. Really? OK, yeah. well, leave it with me, Dawn. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you very much. Have a good week. That was Woofer of the Week. For more details about this week's Woofer, go to the 106.5 Riviera Radio page on Facebook or our website at rivieraradio.mc. Woofer of the Week on 106.5 Woofiera Radio. The Press Review is brought to you by BMW Côte d'Azur. Stupidity and arrogance have cost Prince Andrew everything, writes Stephen Bates in The Guardian. Uh, It was always going to come to this, he says. Uh, Prince Andrew's American lawyer's statements in New York yesterday afternoon announcing the agreed settlement with Virginia Giuffre sets the seal on the Prince's humiliation over his association with the convicted sex abuser Jeffrey Epstein and his friend, the woman who procured girls for him, Ghislaine Maxwell. It's cost the Prince's much-prized royal position on palace balconies, his perks, all those helicopter flights to golf matches at public expense, all those private flights across the world to shake hands with shakes, and all his military ranks, titles and honorifics. No more honorary colonances, a colonel of the Grenadier Guards, commodore-in-chief of the Fleet Arm, to say nothing of the colonancy of the New Zealand Army Logistic Regiment and the Princess Louise Fusiliers of Canada. All gone. Uh, strangely, he remains a vice-admiral, but the full admiral title will now forever elude him. He may be a duke, but he's no longer an RHA, uh, HRH. The retreat is complete. In this morning's Connection France, uh, COVID face masks could stop being mandatory in schools within the next few weeks, according to the Education Minister Jean-Michel Blanquer. 
Uh, Mr Blanquer said during an interview on France Inter that this decision will depend on the certain health situation. He did not add details of the specific conditions which would allow for mask rules to be lifted in French schools. And El Pais says that a lithium represents an opportunity for Latin America's economy to be turned around. A mineral with high electrical conductivity is essential for reducing the batteries that will enable the world to cut its dependence on fossil fuels and migrate to cleaner renewable energies. Bolivia has the largest largest reserves in the world. The Bolivia-Argentina-Chile lithium triangle accounts for 63% of the planet's reserves. Peru and Mexico are in possession of a further 3 million tonnes or thereabouts. Lithium is, for big investors, the brightest star on the Latin American map. The Press Review, brought to you by BMW, Nice Premium Motors, Bayern Avenue Cannes, BMW Store Monaco and JPV Fréjus. Find all the BMW business drive offers at your car dealer. Wonderful Wednesday pop quiz. It certainly is. On this day in 1967, which female British singer went to number one in the UK charts with the track This Is My Song? It was her second and last UK number one. Sorry, I missed that. You weren't listening, no, were you? I've got a message coming in at the same time. Well, so. Which is more important. Well, that's it. I <laughs> well, only read it, it once. It was Shirley, so obviously, yes. Go on, <laughs> Go on, on say it again. On this day in 1967, which female British singer went to number one in the UK charts with This Is My Song? It was her second and last UK number one. Petula Clark? Correct. Question number two. On this day in 1985, The Boss went to number one in the UK album chart with which album? His first UK number one 85. album. 85? Yeah. Born in the USA. Correct. And I mentioned that a recent study has suggested that good-looking people had a better immune system. So according to a poll of best-looking female singers throughout time, which out of the following topped the ranking? Was it Sam Fox, Debbie Harry, Beyonce or Jennifer Lopez? Sam Fox. You cannot be serious! Uh, well, it's definitely not Sam Fox. Uh, who the, uh, Debbie, Harry, Beyonce, or...? Jennifer Lopez. J-Lo? No. No. Uh, no, no, so, no I was, I'm just thinking out loud. Oh, you weren't? I, no, I was. That's not fair, you weren't. That was your answer. <laughs> it you, wasn't. You wouldn't do that on Mastermind. I mean, no, I'm I sorry, no. exactly, you'd but... get chucked off. I was going to say Debbie Harry. Well, you're wrong anyway. It's it was Beyonce, Beyonce okay. yes. Uh-oh, uh-oh, Debbie, uh-oh. De- Debbie Harry came uh, third really? and Jennifer Lopez came second. And believe it or not, Sam Fox came 60th in the <laughs> ranking. <laughs> well, big boobies, sing of a past. 60th out of 60. <laughs> Debbie Harry, she should have won it by Country Mile. On FM and DAB Plus across the Côte d'Azur, on your phone and worldwide online. This is Riviera Radio with the latest local news for the south of France. Sarah Lysa has the top stories across the Riviera. Winds of up to 130 kilometres an hour have been recorded in the VAR region on Tuesday. Meteo France also registered gusts of 104 kilometres an hour in Toulon and 90 kilometres an hour in Fréjus and L'Oréal Canadel. According to forecasts, the high winds will have fallen by this morning before picking up again later this afternoon and are expected to last until Friday. 
In other news this Wednesday morning, as the number of COVID cases in the VAR and the Outmara team continues to drop, the Regional Health Agency for the VAR has recorded 59 deaths in hospitals in the region in the past week and 40 in the Outmara team. Latest figures for the VAR show that 271 people are still hospitalised with COVID and 67 are in intensive care. In the Outmara team, the figure is higher, with 315 people hospitalised and 72 patients are in intensive care. Since the beginning of the pandemic, 2,662 people have died from COVID in the VAR and 2,671 lives have been lost to COVID in the Outmara team. In Monaco, 32 new cases of COVID were detected on Tuesday, bringing the total number of residents affected to 9,085. 27 people are currently in hospital and there are no patients in intensive care. 108 people are being followed by the Home Monitoring Centre. Today marks a new stage in the easing of health restrictions as nightclubs reopen in France and the consumption of food and drink is once again allowed at the bar of a restaurant, in cinemas and stadiums, as well as on public transport. As nightclubs reopen their doors after 10 weeks of closure, the vaccination pass remains compulsory in order to access a club. However, as the requirement to have had a booster jab came into play on Tuesday for a pass to remain valid, the French government has since announced an extension of one week before the new regulations come into force. In other news, the Carrefour Langoustier hypermarket in Nice has announced on its Facebook page that the store is to introduce a silent hour every day from 4pm to 5pm. The move aims to facilitate access to the supermarket for people with autism. During the dedicated hour, light, lighting and noise will be reduced to accommodate customers with autism who prefer calmer surroundings. A new application called Trove, T-R-O-O-V, can help find lost items in Antibes. The app, which is associated with the City Council, will increase the chances of finding lost objects in the city. The service is free and available via an application or simply via the website trove.com. It was a historic result for the Monegasque bobsleigh team at the Beijing Olympics on Tuesday as Rudy, Rinaldi and Boris Avain put on a fine performance in the last two rounds of the competition, finishing in sixth place, Monaco's best ranking at the Winter and Summer Olympics. Meanwhile, in football, following the home win against the Olympic de Marseille, the semi-final of the French Cup between Versailles and OGC Nice is to be played at the Alliance Riviera on Tuesday, the 1st of March at 9pm. The match is to be played in Nice as the club from Paris, uh, the Paris region rather, does not have an approved stadium and has not found a suitable stadium to host the meeting. Originally scheduled for Sunday, February the 27th at 1pm, Strasbourg Nice is now scheduled for Saturday, February the 26th at 5pm, while Monaco Reims is scheduled for Sunday, February the 27th at 1pm. Riviera Radio, Sports News. Quick traffic update before we proceed with the sports. Uh, Robert says that the uh, traffic on the Penetant heading up to Grasse uh, from Monsard Sioux is absolutely saturated. No idea why, but just check that out on the map. It uh, is true, so uh, try and avoid that if you possibly can. There must be an accident up there or something. 
It's day 12 of the Winter Games in Beijing, with Norway still out in front in the medals table. Norway now has 12 gold medals and a total of 26, with Germany hanging on to second place with nine gold medals and a total of 18, and the USA in third place with eight golds and a total of 19. There are seven medal events today, men's slalom downhill skiing, women's biathlon relay, women's and men's team sprint cross-country skiing, men's aerials freestyle skiing, and women's and men's shorts, shorts track speed skating. A football two games in the round of 16 first leg in the European Champions League last night. Manchester City thrashed Sporting Lisbon 5-0 away from home, while PSG beat Real Madrid 1-0. There are two more ties tonight. Red Bull Salzburg beat Bayern Munich and Inter Milan play Liverpool. And in the English Premier League last night, Manchester United beat Brighton 2-0. What were we saying about Ronaldo? He might go to Real Madrid. He scored. Eventually. <laughs> First time <laughs> in seven time, games. Yes. Well, you know, everyone's entitled to a sort of a fallow period, aren't they? Not when you paid that much, no. Okay. <laughs> cool. Good job his name's not Andrew, isn't it? Here are the details from BBC Sports. BBC Premier League update from the home of Premier League football. Hello, I'm Paul Serres at the BBC Sports Centre. The English Premier League leaders Manchester City thrashed the Portuguese champions sporting 5-0 in Lisbon in the first leg of their Champions League round of 16 tie. Bernardo Silva scored twice with Riyad Mahrez, Raheem Sterling and Phil Foden also on the score sheet for last season's beaten finalists. In the Premier League, Manchester United got back to winning ways with a 2-0 victory over Brighton at Old Trafford thanks to goals from Cristiano Ronaldo and Bruno Fernandes. The former Liverpool centre-back Mark Lawrenson co-commentated on the game for the BBC and felt that Brighton were the better side. Graham Potter's getting better, he's got better players, he sold one or two and brought other players in. They like the way they play the football. They give everybody a very, very good game. They don't lie down against anybody. Even today, when 1-0 down with, with, with the 10 men, they pushed on. The manager gambled, he made some substitutions, substitutions which were attacking substitutions. Very, very good tactically, so I think they will only get better and they'll do well actually probably to keep hold of the manager the way he's progressing. Liverpool's Trent Alexander-Arnold says the club can win multiple trophies this season. They continue their bid for European Champions League glory when they travel to Milan to take on Inter on Wednesday for the first leg tie in the last 16. They expect ourselves to, to go as far as we can in competitions. There's only the, the league that's not really in our hands. You know, all the other cup competitions that we're in, we, we believe we can win them. Um, we believe we can beat anyone on our day if we if we get it right. So the only one is the league, but anything can happen there. The Liverpool captain, Jordan Henderson, is fit to travel to Milan for the match, despite sustaining a gashed knee in Sunday's win at Burnley. And the January signing, Luis Diaz, has been added to the squad and could make his European debut for the club. And for more football news from the BBC, go to bbc.com forward slash football. BBC Premier League update from the home of Premier League football. What's all this Milan business? It's not Milan, it's Milan. <laughs> or Milano, if you want to be really accurate. Uh, are you happy about that tonight? Going yeah. to Milan? I'm happy going to Milan. Sounds like Milan a carpet shop, be. doesn't it? Hmm. Uh, there were three games in the English Championship last night. Cardiff beat Coventry 2-0, Mill will beat QPR 2-0 and Sheffield United and Hull drew 0-0. In the Scottish Premiership, Aberdeen and St Johnston drew one all. 
Crickets, Australia have beaten Sri Lanka by six wickets in the third T20 International in Canberra to wrap up the series. Sri Lanka made 121 for six from their 20 overs, with the home side guessing to the target in 16.5 overs and a total of 124 for four. Australia have an unassailable 3-0 lead in the five-match series. Rugby Union managed to like it's back in the England squad for the Six Nations game against Wales after recovering from injury. Prop Joe Marl has been left out, while Courtney Laws continues to recover from concussion, but Sam Simmons is unable to train because of a hip problem. And in Formula One, the Williams team principal, Jost Capito, has said that it will be several years before the outfit can return to challenging at the top of the field. Williams unveiled their new car on Tuesday after finishing eighth last season. Capito says they are still a long way from where they want to be and that the problems can't be fixed in a year. Alexander Albin returns to the grid this season, replacing George Russell, who's moved to Mercedes, while Nicholas Latifi continues in the other Williams car. Here's the marine weather forecast for coastal areas up to 20 miles offshore the Almaracim and Navarre. The general situation, high pressure 1,029 millibars over Spain and a depression 1,012 millibars over the Tyrrhenian Sea. Uh, winds are variable, force 1 to 3, the sea is calm, visibility is good. Barometric pressure at saint jean cap 1,013 millibars. And the outlook for Thursday, clear skies, force 2 to 4 variable winds, slight seas and good visibility. For North Corsica, winds are southwesterly, force 4 to 6, the sea is moderate, visibility is good, barometric pressure at Cap Course, 1,012 millibars, and the outlook for Thursday, clear skies, force 4 to 6, southwesterly winds, moderate seas, and good visibility. Riviera Radio, weather. Mainly fine, still quite blowy in the VAR this afternoon with a moderate to strong westerly wind developing again. Top temperature 16 degrees, overnight lows 6 to 8 degrees with partially cloudy skies. Now Thursday and Friday mainly fine, highs of 16 degrees in the Almaracim and a wind assisted 20 degrees in the VAR. Finally. A recent study has suggested that beauty may not be only skin deep as it seems good looking people appear to have better immune systems. According to a study of blood tests, traits traditionally linked to attractiveness, such as a symmetrical face and bright eyes, may be signs that the body is better at fighting infection. Researchers believe we may be drawn to such looks because our brains are hardwired to seek out healthy partners. Really? Yeah. So the chat-up line would be, oh, you've got a good immune system. You've got a symmetrical face <laughs> and bright eyes. Oh, no. <laughs> gonna cry. Oh, bunny rabbits. <laughs> Mixed mitosis.